This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Jacques Daniel here with Amy Julian. We are broadcasting from the uh, amazing Chancery downtown, Catholic Chancery, Diocese of Rapid City, in the heart of downtown Downtown Rapid Rapid City, City. right next to the armadillos. I don't know. Jack is obsessing about armadillos today. I I have armadillos on my mind this morning. You kind of always do, don't you? I do, I do. We're also right next to uh, the mustard seed. seed, And uh, and we have an amazing show. We've had some amazing guests so far this morning. And it's not stopping. We're going to keep rolling. Uh, We have uh, joining us this morning, Emily Williams. Now, Emily, every time I say your name, I want to say Weber because Williams is not your maiden name. It's not my maiden Uh, name. It's... (laughs) It's a confusing thing in Rapid City because everyone knows my parents better than they know me. So yeah. easier to say my maiden name for people. Well, we love your parents, and we're so happy you're here with us today. Yeah. So, Emily, I uh, I met you when you were just a youth at the cathedral, but you're not a youth anymore. You're a ma, a wife, and a mother, three beautiful <laughs> children, and um, somehow in the midst of your whole life story, you've found this desire to uh, help women in a pretty intense time of their life. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell us more about uh, about your, yeah, tell us more about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so I uh, I did. I grew up here and uh, met my husband in high school, but we didn't date till I was done with college. We got married in 2015, and we do have three living children, and we lost one. Uh, baby at 12 weeks gestation um, and over the course of the last you know eight years of having kids um, I've just you know, there's so much to know about birth that there is not an adequate preparation for a mother in our society at least um, it's not the norm to learn about the physiology of birth um, and I've experienced a pretty wide gamut of birth uh, birth experiences and my miscarriage was a, an emergency situation and so um, you know, not only for the life of my child, but for my own life. And mm-hmm. so I felt after my youngest, uh, Gabriel, was born, um, I there's a, something missing and something that I can provide having had a range of experiences from an unmedicated birth to a C-section to a hemorrhage and, you know, all the things that can happen. And I thought, I think maybe there's a, something I can fill in this, um, in this society where we don't know enough and we don't know how to support mothers. Um, and so... I started talking to a lot of people and realized that not only is it pregnancy and birth where we don't have enough support, but really postpartum. And so I'm in the process of my birth certification, but I will eventually get a postpartum certification as well. And I just hope to fill a gap. That is just wonderful. So, um, Jacques was telling me you're a pro-life doula. I never had the opportunity to use a doula in um, my five childbirths. Um, Tell us, what is a doula? Um, yeah, so it's a Greek word. It means servant or sometimes translated as slave, but it's just a woman. Uh, um, I, I think I know there are some men who practice as doulas, but by and large, it's women. Doodlas. They're doodlas. Doodlas. I tell Annie that's, I want to be a doodla. That's a Jack Daniel joke right there. You'd be a great one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've gone off the rails. <laughs> Emily, please bring us back. <laughs> tell us what it's a doodla. Yes. 
Sorry. So a doula, doula provides a lot of different uh, facets of support um, for a family. Informational support, which hopefully begins during the pregnancy and not super last minute, you know, about the physiology of childbirth, about your rights in a hospital setting and a home birth setting and all those different things. Um, mm-hmm. Emotional support for the mother, especially uh, as you get closer to laboring, you know, it becomes a, kind of a wild ride. Everyone wants to know if you're in labor. Everyone wants to know if the baby is there. And if you're a first-time mother especially, you may not know how to tell when labor begins. And so it can mm-hmm. be emotional as well as labor itself. just has a lot of facets of emotional um, sort of guideposts to tell you where you are in a labor. Um, and so there's that support. There's physical support, hands-on. Like I can provide counterpressure for a mother. I can provide... Um, you know, any kind of relaxation techniques. I can coach a mother through them. I can teach them to her before her labor. Um, and and uh, partner reinforcement. So if your husband is in the room or your mom or your sister, whoever happens to be um, with you at your birth. My uh, first birth I attended, the husband was uh, deployed. And so the mama's sister was in the room with her, and it was beautiful. She had her husband on, on a Zoom call or some kind of video call. And then she had her sister there. And so I could reinforce what they're doing and help them to help her. Um, and then self-advocacy is the last um, the last thing. So a doula never makes a decision, and it's not a medical p- p- position. Hmm. So I wouldn't say to the mom, like, you need to do this. But I would say, and I have said... Um, if you don't know, you know what you're what you're getting into with a with an intervention that someone is uh, a nurse or a doctor or a midwife is recommending. Um, I would say, okay, you have the right to ask about this. What is what are the benefits and what are the risks? What are the alternatives? And what happens if we don't do any of those? Um, and so, just to help a mother advocate for herself, because you can absolutely self advocate, but it is hard to do when you're laboring, because really your mind is elsewhere and it should be elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like such a beautiful ministry of accompaniment, you know, to actually be with people emotionally during this entire journey. And also, it sounds like you would be so much more available to the women than their own medical providers might be. You know, in the hurry scurry of medical services today, you get a few minutes with a doc and that's it. And to have somebody that you can actually ask the hard questions and make preparations and do all the things sounds like such a gift. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, if you're going with midwifery care, a midwife will spend quite a lot of time with you um, before the birth. And if it's a home birth, she'll be there the whole time, too. But it's just a different role. Uh, You know, the midwife is responsible for the safety of the mother and the child physically and medically. And the doula is responsible for the emotional well-being and the comfort of the mother. So it it is two different roles. But it is certainly a lot more support that you get with a doula in the room, especially in a hospital birth, if you don't have a midwife and a home birth you'll think this is a funny story maybe you won't think this is a funny story but when we were pregnant with our uh oldest son max we uh you know the hospital gave us you had to attend a class and so Mm -hmm. we were in this Mm -hmm. hospital setting and watching this video and it's the first time i learned about how birth works and uh and i was uh i was completely shocked i was completely shocked i was like what why is this not part of marriage prep what is happening <laughs> that's a good point. absolutely should be oh, part of marriage goodness. prep yes <laughs> yeah no what a good yeah what a, basic high school anatomy and physiology really. well. amen yeah so how do you get trained to do this where do you start 
Uh, there are a number of avenues. I am currently, because of the uh, sort of nomadic lifestyle we've been living in my family for the past year, um, I've been doing an online certification. There are lots of in-person certifications. Um, however, it, it, I, I reached out to a woman that I know of just from the Catholic Internet, you know, um, who I know is a, a, a birth doula um, and isn't someone I know personally, but I just read a book of hers. And I said, I'm interested in training. Um, what do you recommend? Because uh, I knew she was very knowledgeable, but also that she was a Catholic woman, and I knew that I could trust her, um, you know, judgment on training programs. And she said, there are a lot, and there are very few who are um, staying true to the design of God for uh, human life. And so she said, it's hard to find a training program that won't also advocate for you to get a certification in abortion care or that won't also advocate for you to use um, language that sort of removes woman from the uh, textbooks. And so I have found that to be true. It's hard to find, you know, a book uh, that hasn't been updated with a new edition with all the language of pregnant person. Um, and oh so my goodness. I wound up just choosing one and saying, I'm going to have to sift through it. Um, but you can get certified at, at in-person trainings or online. Currently, there is no state that uh, regulates doula work. I think there's probably going to be eventually um, some regulation. But so you don't have any sort of, you have to sort of interview your doula well to make sure that she has all the information that you need her to have. Because um, no state is going to say, uh, yeah, she's qualified. And there are some benefits to that. <laughs> there's also some downsides, you know, as with everything. Um the state getting involved can be helpful and harmful, and it just depends. Right. You know, uh, when we were talking yesterday, Emily, you mentioned you've gone through the Ignatian exercises, and there's one of the meditations that really stuck out to you as you were uh, working through this doula business. Yeah. yeah. Tell us more about it. Uh, so... It, it's funny because uh, when Annie was taking my group through the exercises in Cora Core, she was saying, um, now a lot of people have a hard time with this part. It's gonna, Ignatius says that we may piously believe that there was a maid with St. Joseph and Our Lady um, on the way to Bethlehem. And you don't have to believe that, um, but it is possible for you to believe that. It's nowhere in Scripture. And I found it so beautiful. I thought, you know, in every other culture... There are women supporting women in a birth, and I just prayed on it, and I thought, that's what I'm going to choose to believe until I get to heaven and I'm told otherwise, that she was there <laughs> to be with Mary in her birth. And I just think, what a beautiful gift, you know, to be present to the birth of our, our, our the God incarnate. Um, but also, Mary, you know, provided sort of a jeweler-like role to her cousin Elizabeth, to Elizabeth and yeah. the visitation. Yeah. So I find Mary to be a great intercessor on my way to a birth or as I study. Well, that is beautiful. Emily, thank you for uh, taking time this morning to talk to us. It, now, you're leaving. You're going to Washington, D.C., but for those in the Rapid City area, you mentioned there are maybe some other Catholic doulas who you're aware yeah, of. Yeah, um, I don't know about Catholic. Um, I'm not sure, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm wrong. But there are two that I know of, pro-life doulas, Jennifer McCormick of Birth by Design, and she's at birthbydesigndoula.com. And then Shannon Church, and she has two doulas working with her at Vintage Doula, uh, and that's vintagedoula.com, Shannon Church. They're both 
great. I've, I've spoken to them both, and they're excellent ladies. Awesome. Emily, thank you very much again for your time, and God bless you and all the work that you're doing helping women and their husbands prepare for this amazing uh, gift of new life.